being here this morning. Glad that you've come out to be with us. If you happen to be a visitor, thank you for, for being with us this morning. Just want to let you know we'd love to have you back any and every time that you can come. I want to give you a few passages to, uh, that you might want to mark. Go ahead and look up. Uh, very early in the lesson, we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 23. Matthew 23, starting at verse 25. Then we'll be looking at Hebrews 4 and verse 12. Hebrews 4 and verse 12. And then uh, Titus chapter 1, starting at verse 15. There will be a couple of more after that. I will give you, uh, I will give you each one of them before we actually, actually uh, look at those, those passages. While you're looking those things up, i got a question for you. I just want to know if my wife and I are, are alone or are or, or we uh, just uh, one of the crowd. I have never had, for the most part of my life, Never really had much of an issue with, uh, with allergies. But they tell me that this year the ragweed has just been terrible and it is absolutely tearing my head out of pieces. <laughs> and I just wonder, is there anybody else having this problem besides... Oh, I'm not alone, am I? I am not alone. And so uh, I'm taking... I'm trying to take some sinus medication, but if I take something that's really strong enough to help me, I walk around in a daze all day long. And if I don't take it, then my, my ears are so stopped up, my head is stopped up, and so uh, it seems like I, I, I can't win here. But, but I, guess, uh, I, I guess it won't be long till, till the weather will cool off. We'll have a good killing frost and... Uh, and maybe I won't have to worry about that anymore. It's kind of, I, I don't wish any ill on you, but it's kind of good to know that I'm not alone in this. You have heard the expression, it's what's on the inside that counts. That holds true with our character, our, our inner person, what we, what we really are on the inside. In Matthew chapter 23, Jesus is talking to the scribes and the Pharisees, and, and they were the, the religious leaders of their day. But this is what he said to them, beginning in verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the, the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautiful outwardly, but inside they are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. They, they put up a very, a very good front, but Jesus could see right through it, and he can read us just as easily as he did them. He knows what we really are. He knows what we're really thinking. He knows how we 
really feel, it wouldn't be too hard to fool T.A. because he's not too smart anyway. But Jesus, Jesus knows what's on the inside. The Hebrew writer tells us in Hebrews chapter 4 and in verse 12, he says that the, the Word of God is, is living and it's powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. And he says that it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Jesus is looking to see what we are on the inside. You've heard folks say, and I'm sure it's been said about every one of you at some time or other, well, he or, or she has a good heart. And of course, that's a, that's a good thing. And when that is the case, good will be our normal way of life. We will tend to do the right thing. Whatever situation or circumstance that we find ourselves in, we'll be looking to do the right thing. We will think right. We will act right. We will treat people right. Unfortunately, the opposite is also true. If our heart is not good, if that, that inner person is not good, then it just follows that our, our, life, our life won't be good either. Look with me at, at Titus chapter 1. And this is what Paul said to Titus, beginning in, in verse 15. Now notice the way he words this. This is important. <clears throat> to the pure. Those, those folks, you, you've got that good heart. That you're good on the inside. To the pure, all things are pure. We're going to do right. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, not, nothing is pure. Even their mind and their conscience is defiled. They profess to know God, but, but in works they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Everything is corrupt when there's no purity on the inside where it counts. James tells us in James 4 and verse 8, he says, he says cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. God... God doesn't care what we look like on the outside. He doesn't care if we're black or white. He doesn't care if we're tall or short. He doesn't care if we're heavy or, or, or skinny. He doesn't care about those things. God is looking to the inside. What, what kind of character do we have? Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1. There's a a passage here, and, a, and again, the, the words here are important. I want you to notice how Peter words this. In 1 Peter chapter 1, starting at verse 22, Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth. That's how it's done. We, we clean the inside out by obeying the truth. Through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren... Love one another fervently with a pure heart. There you go again. Verse 23. 
having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. If we want to be clean on the inside, if we want to have that, that pure heart, then we have to obey the truth. That's what Peter just said in these verses. That means obeying the gospel. Repenting of our sins. And repentance is, repentance is a change of mind that causes us to, to change our life. I always think about the prodigal son. Remember that the, the prodigal was in such, such a bad position. He, he was ready to eat with the pigs. Things were so bad with him. But Jesus tells us that he, he came to himself. He realizes, man, I'm down here in the hog pen. I'm going to arise. I'm going to go to my father. I'm going to say, Father, I've sinned against heaven in your sight. No more worthy to be called thy son. And, and, that's, and that's what we need to do. Come, come to ourselves and realize my life has not been in compliance with the standards that we see in God's word, and so I've got to change my life. That's what repentance is all about. We must be willing to confess our faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Jesus asked his disciples, and he said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter's answer was, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. That is the, that is the good confession that we must be willing to make. There, there's not a person in this room who does not believe in God, and believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Everyone in here believes that. We've got to be willing to acknowledge that. If we, we want to be clean on the inside, we want to get that uh, pure heart, we've got to be willing to repent of our sins and confess our faith in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. And then, be immersed in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins. A few days ago, I was... <clears throat> Sometimes I skim YouTube just to see if there's any interesting videos there. And there was one. Uh, it was a group of men were, were talking about religious matters. And one of them compared water baptism to a, a, a wedding band. He said a, a, a wedding band is a symbol. It, it shows the world... That, that you are you are married, but that's that's all it is. It's a symbol. He said you can take that wedding band off, and he said a lot of people don't even wear a wedding band, but they're still married. He said baptism uh, was the same way. Baptism was a a a public symbol that you have been saved. It's just a symbol, and that's all it is. You're saved whether you've gone into the waters of baptism or not. And I, I, I couldn't ask him a question when I'm watching him on YouTube, obviously, but if I could have, I would have said, then, then why, why when Peter was asked on the day of Pentecost, men and brethren, what shall we do? Why did he answer, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission 
of sins. Why did Peter do that if baptism is nothing more than a symbol? You can wear your wedding band or not, you're still married. But my friends, water baptism for the remission of sins is needed and necessary if we want to be clean on the inside. That's what we're talking about, right? Cleaning that inner person, that pure heart. We get clean on the inside by obeying the gospel. And that includes water baptism for remission of sins. And then Revelations 2 and 10 tells us to be faithful till death. Those were the things that they were doing back in the first century. The apostles were still here. They were still being led directly by the Holy Spirit. If we do things the way that they did them, it must be the right way. And that's how we get clean on the inside, by obeying the truth as Peter said. Now, if we... We shower, and we put on clean clothes, and then we go jump in a mud hole. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't accomplished very much, have we? Have we? Well, the, the same thing holds true after we have obeyed the gospel and been washed clean by the blood of Jesus. If we go back to our old way of life, and if we stop trying, that's a key word there. If we stop trying to practice God's Word. This is what happens. Look with me at 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2. And this starts at at verse 20. Peter says, "If, if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein, and overcome. Then he says, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it were better for them never to have known the way than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. And then he, and then he gives us a couple of examples of, of, of what it's like. And the, these are Peter's examples, not mine. He says, it's happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog has returned to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. That that heart, that that inner person, our soul and our spirit must be kept pure. And, And perhaps you're thinking, that sounds like that's pretty hard to do. Or are you telling me that, that I've got to live a, a perfect life. Perfection is not attainable by us humans. It's not possible for us to live a perfect life. If perfection were required, no one would go to heaven. But John explains it to us. In 1 John chapter 1, Aaron Lloyd read this passage in our, in our Sunday school devotional this morning. I want to read it again. In 1 John chapter 1, starting at verse 6, John says, If we say that we have fellowship with Him and, and we're walking in darkness, we're not, we're not trying. We're not trying to do right. 
If we walk in darkness, then, then we lie. And we do not practice the truth. We're not, we're not trying and we're in a hopeless situation. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from our sin. If we say we have no sin, then we're deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from our unrighteousness. Uh, brothers and sisters, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to, to do some things that are not pleasing to God. But if we're walking in the light, that, that means we're trying. We're making our best effort. We're doing the best that we can to practice God's Word. Does that mean sinless perfection? Absolutely not. We're going to, not going to be able to do that. But if we're, if we're walking in the light, then the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, continues to wash away our sins as long as we're walking in the light. In the Beatitudes, Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And the wise man tells us in Proverbs 4 and verse 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. It's, it's what's on the inside that counts. That, that's what Jesus is looking at. And so, I will finish this lesson by asking you, what are you really like this morning? Are you clean on the inside? We, we, we clean our inside out by obeying the gospel. That's repentance of sins. That is confessing the name of Jesus. That is immersion in the waters of baptism for the remission of sins. Have you obeyed the gospel and washed, uh, and washed that inside clean? If the answer to that is no, you can obey the gospel this, this very day if you are in need of water baptism. Perhaps you have obeyed the gospel at some time, but you have not been as faithful as you should have been. The, the inside is not clean anymore. If you're not walking in the light, then that continuous process has stopped, and you are in need of repentance. You are in need of asking for the prayers of the church in order to be restored. This morning, if you are not in good standing with God, this is a chance and an opportunity for you to fix it this very day while we stand and sing.